Yeah, I don't have an accent, man. Where are you from originally? Florida. Which state? Florida. <laughs> I knew it. I knew if I asked you the same question one more time in a different way, I'd catch you. I I learned my lesson from every like employment survey. Yeah, they sent you the same questions over and over. Yeah, it's like, uh, do you think it's okay to steal something from your employer? No. Do you think it's okay if something had been stolen from an employer by you? <laughs> yes. Well, I guess if it's me, it's okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Anything done by me can't be bad. I'm a good person. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know either, dude. Hey, let me check in on Kevin. He says it's going to be 15 more minutes. I don't know what the fuck that means. It probably I mean, means it's not coming on. I mean, I know what those words mean, but <laughs> I'm not sure why. I don't know why he assumed that we weren't doing it. Is because we've gotten used to waiting on Dylan and Dylan never showing up. So he assumed since Dylan isn't showing up tonight that we're not doing it. Yeah, apparently that's probably it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, so yeah, do you want to start this off? Let's just fucking do this. Let's do this, motherfucker. We got this shit. Yeah. Hey. Right. Wait, was that not the right thing to do that? Hey, what? Hey. What? Oh, I thought, and then. Hey. You know. Hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. Man, we haven't done this in so long. It's just odd to try and do it. Yeah, so I'm like, Welcome I don't know you like, hey, I'm like, what the fuck you talking hey, about, man? Why are you talking to me like this? Or whatever. <laughs> the only podcast on the what? internet where people talk about you start shit. It's not cool, man. I'm not a horse, I'm a person. Alright, so this hey? week's movie is Frank. Frank. Yes, Frank. Simultaneously, we had said it. Yeah, almost simultaneously. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. So this, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. This movie is based off of like a completely fictional account. <laughs> well, it's based off. It's inspired by. Yeah, it's inspired by. By Frank Sidebottom. Right. So if you saw if you saw Filth, or you know anything about like like. I forgot the name of that city he was from, but Frank Sidebottom's the comedian who wears a giant fake head. That's pretty much Frank Sidebottom. He's a musician. Not really. He had like a few. <laughs> he had like a few fake uh, parody. Well, he had some parody songs, but he was, from what I've heard, it wasn't really a big part of his act. It's it's something though. <laughs> it is something. It's it's part of his variety show. Yeah. But this Frank, this the move the Frank in the movie who's been inspired by Frank Sodbaum wears is a musician. The movie Frank <clears throat> is about pretty much these indie musicians trying to make it big. Well not really trying to make it big, but they think they're gonna make it big. It's a it's, it's a it's a it's a thematic interpretation. Yeah. 
I'm really glad that they did not just try and do like a Frank Sidebottom biopic. But, yeah, that's probably boring as hell. Yeah, but they just kind of, <clears throat> yeah, just went with. Yeah, we're gonna it's like we're gonna take uh, Frank Sidebottom's head and do our own fucking thing, like make a complete movie about a like a yeah, and, musician. And, and I mean, it kind of you know, I mean, it addresses issues that are you know, related to Frank Sidebottom, such as like outsider art and other uh, uh, terms that I can say and et cetera. But uh, it, it does not in a good way. It's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, to give you an idea of like who's in this film. Uh, I can think of one person that's in this film. Scoot McNary? Oh, yeah, he's in it, too. Yeah, I was really fucking <laughs> surprised by this, that he was in this film. Because I remember seeing Monsters, and you saying, Scoot McNary's in this film. Like, you fucking made that up. <laughs> I remember you just start laughing. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing about Scoot McNary. I am, like, I'm, I am to the point now where I can recognize Scoot McNary just by like seeing his face and seeing him like talk and act and like do a bunch of stuff. And then I go like, I'm pretty sure that's Scoot McNary. See, the thing is like, I didn't realize it was Scoot McNary when I watched this. I didn't either, but because <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if you remember, but in Monsters, I like went back during the podcast to try and look something up. And I was like, I do not remember what this guy looks like. I don't remember him looking like that. Yeah. And then I watched this movie. And then after I watched it the first time, I was reading about it. And I'm like, wait, Scoot McNary was in it? Okay, hold on. I'm going to try and guess which actor he was. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. I successfully guessed. And I think at this point in my life, I can like if i saw scoot mcnary and he came up and said hello i am a successful actor who has been in multiple movies that you've done on your podcast and my name is i feel like i could finish that sentence for him you'd probably like start you'd be like scoot mcnary you'd probably like worship him i figure you'd like think scoot mcnary is your new god uh he did review us on iTunes. I thought that was pretty cool of him. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what the hell? So I, was, I thought that was you, but apparently Scoot McNary's a fan, maybe? Wait, are you saying that maybe I think that Scoot McNary is God? Like maybe that's why I can't like uh <laughs> why I can't like get a read on his face cuz he's sort of intangible. I think you think Scoot Mayor is a god because you used his name for on iTunes and you want to be him, like you want to be God, like how you want to like take different animals and splice them together and create life. Yeah, want to. <laughs> Wait a second. What? Well, it's moving on. Okay, so Frank. Yes. Yeah, Frank. Oh wait. Wait, what's my name again? You are Matthew. Yes. Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. You are Matthew, and I am Logan. Wait, introduce ourselves, not have one person introduce the both of us. Already done, son. Already done. All right, well, you're Logan. How does that feel? Feels kind of great. Oh. 
<laughs> Shit. <laughs> Plan backfired. As we said earlier, Frank is about a group of musicians. Or more specifically, I should say, the movie centers around John. John, yes. Yes. Who is a definite want-to-be musician. Yeah, but he can't really find that, that his muse. He doesn't have that spark. He has a hard time being creative. Um, I got a question real quick. Uh, are we in the deep discussion part or the spoiler-free zone? We're spoiler-free right now. Well, I'm just trying to introduce the movie. And okay. Then we can Let's go start I started to get a little more in depth for a second. Yeah. But yeah, John, well, that's, it's pretty early on. Like he's, you've realized that he wants to be a musician. Like he doesn't have really have that spark, but he comes across this, this band, like their keyboardist starts running into the ocean (laughs) and he's like fighting off paramedics. (laughs) And then you find out that, they need a keyboardist. And so... Hey, hey! <laughs> You're kind of talking about the movie a little bit, though. Is well, that cool? Well, Is that okay? It's, it's at the beginning. Alright. I'm trying to, to show how John ties into the band and, and all that. He's a, he's a loser. Yeah. But he mentions he plays the keyboard. And... Well, well you know, the, the movie was kind of based on... Uh... Based on a book, right? By a guy who had sort of a brief experience, like, working with Frank Sidebottom. Oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find that guy's name. I do not remember it. Probably something like John Burroughs or something. I don't remember. Oh, John Burroughs is uh, the main character. So maybe it is John Burroughs. Fuck if I know, uh, man. Nope. <laughs> I googled John Burroughs, and I you should just Google it. It's a cool picture of an old-timey American naturalist and nature essayist. All right, but John mentions he plays the keyboard, and so they ask him to play the keyboard for him on their, their show to that night. So that's kind of how he gets introduced to the whole band. And the whole movie's about them kind of functioning together as a band and their, cre- their creative process. But the band is the Sophonerbergs or something, I think? The Soronperfobus. Okay, what he said. <laughs> and it's kind of an experimental band. It's pretty cool. Dude, I've, I feel at this point we could probably just go ahead and go into the spoiler not free zone the spoiler full zone oh we will soon we will soon <laughs> enough we're almost at that threshold almost... i feel like i feel like all all we have left to do really is to say if we would recommend the film or not well no we have to say who directed the film which is oh god lenny abramson who directed uh, apparently some tv show called prosperity directed for that and uh something called what Richard did and Adam and something called Adam and Paul. Hey, I got a, a whole lot of credits, but <clears throat> I yeah. got a question though, real quick. And this movie also, well, let me finish this really quick. 
And this movie stars Donald Gleason. I think Mm -hmm. that's his name. Or Donnie Gleason. It's Donnie Gleason, sorry. Donnie Gleason, who plays Dom Hall. Sorry, not Donnie. Dom Hall. Dom Null, you dumb piece of garbage. Yeah, that guy. And Scoop McNair, as we said. Michael Fassbender. Don't leave out Maggie Gyllenhaal. I will not. You got her. Yay. I got her. (laughs) All right. Let's do this. So it's a pretty, it's a really, cast of really good actors. Uh, The first guy, what did you say his name was, Matt? I can't pronounce it. Dom Null. Dom Null. He's going to be in Star Wars. I hope he plays Star Wars. He will play the title and titular role. (laughs) He'll just bust up in there. It's me, Star Wars. Man, I'm just so tired of all these Star Wars. God damn it. I I really wish that I had built a career as a filmmaker and they had handed Star Wars to me. And then I would have went in a room by myself and just giggled that that's what I was going to do with it. (laughs) Like, yes, they signed a contract. (laughs) They can't stop me. (laughs) I'm going to have a character named Star Wars. (laughs) But, yeah, that's what this movie's about. And we're going to start going to the spoiler zone pretty soon. But first, I I have a serious question. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) First, I have a serious question for you, Logan. Yes. It, uh, it, It is in regards to Lenny Abramson. Yeah. What do you think Richard did? I have no idea what Richard did. Just if you had to guess, though. Killed a man. I feel like it's a pretty good guess. I haven't looked it up yet, but I'm about to. Yeah, we, we'll find it all. We'll find I'm going to guess. <laughs> oh, you don't want me to guess? Fine, then. Hey, go for it. I'm going to guess he stole... A man's life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm not looking it up. (laughs) Yeah. I'll watch it if I can find it. Uh, Hey, before we say whether or not we would recommend this film, which I know both of us are super excited to do. I actually am. I am too. I was not sarcastic. Kevin just messaged me and says that he's about to jump on the call and he's trying to do it right now. Do we want to wait for him to see if he would recommend this film? Well, I figure by the time that we get done with our general impressions, he might be on. Oh, he already ruined it. Logan, make sure it's still recording. It is still recording. All right, he's trying to jump on. I can see him trying right now. It's me trying to call him. Oh, okay, never mind. And it failed. All right, fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. Hey, Logan, would you recommend... Or wait, you're you're hosting this episode. You asked me first, yeah. if you'd like. Yeah, Matt, what were your general thoughts on this film, and would you recommend it? Uh, I like this movie a lot. And I feel like the stuff that it deals with will hit close to home to anyone who is an artist or an artist at heart. Or whoever, you know, whatever. But um, I, I would definitely recommend it. I would say you should watch this movie over listening to this podcast if you could only pick one. 
like this episode of this podcast. But if you could pick two things to do in life, number one. All right. If you could pick two things to do in life and one of those things is like has to be watching Frank the movie. I would tell you the other one thing that you should do in life is uh, like kissing a girl. But (laughs) if there's no girls nearby, I would say listen to this podcast. It doesn't matter if you're a girl or not. He still he still puts kissing a girl above that. Doesn't matter if you're into girls. He still says thinks you should still kiss a girl. Why would you want to kiss a dude? (laughs) Wait, is that offensive? (laughs) Yeah, probably to a few people, man. Look, I don't have a problem with you. I feel like you should have all the rights you want. But (laughs) oh god, this is getting more offensive. Yeah, it's pretty offensive, man. Look, look, I'm just saying. Matt doesn't understand you. I'm just saying. All right. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> some, some people say the cucumber tastes better pickled. Wait, are you saying? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? No, I'm moving on from that. <laughs> hey, I think Kevin's available now. Do you want to say what you thought first before we call him? If he's on, I'll try to add him. Yes. Up and add him. Yeah. I love how many Simpsons references go over your head, Logan. So you just go, oh, Matt's just saying a dumb non sequitur like he always does. Yeah, exactly. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Hi. What's going on? Not much. We were just talking about our general thoughts on Frank and if we would recommend the film. Yeah, you missed the boring part of the podcast, Kevin. Uh-huh. Can I do that every time? Yeah, sure. No, because uh, your abrupt, sudden introduction of the buzzing is going to make me go nuts. <laughs> if it's there at the beginning, I get used to it quick. But Is it buzzing? Am I buzzing? You're hey, a Logan. buzzy, buzzy bee. Hey, Logan, ask Kevin. Yeah, but we've already established any attempt at you getting rid of the buzzing creates more buzzing, so don't worry about it. Uh. Logan. Ask Kevin what he thinks of the movie and if he would recommend it. Uh, I thought I did, but... Hey, Kevin, what did you think of the movie? Like, what were your general thoughts on the film? And would you recommend it? Well, if you're talking about Frank... Yes. I'm going to have to say yes. Yes, I liked it. Yes, I would recommend it. Yes, I actually thought it was probably one of the better movies we've watched. And yes, Uh, your general thoughts... It would definitely yes. My general thoughts are are yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm with the uh, I'm with you, Matt. Earlier, I think this movie has a lot to say, especially about being an artist and like creativity and inspiration. Oh, yeah. and well, I think that's its main theme, right? Is that not all art is consumable or commercial? Yeah, yeah, and I also think the soundtrack is fucking awesome. Were you saying the main thing is that all art is consumable and commercial? No, that not all art is consumable. Not all art. Yeah. Okay. It's not all like all, not all art is made for to be popular and to be commercial and be consumed in by the masses, I guess. All right, we'll get uh, more into that. I mean, that that's that's, some, that's an idea, I think, in the film. Like, st- I think it's more of like I don't really agree with that. That as 
Well, I'll, as, we'll as get, like we'll, what the movie's about, but yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> let me, I let don't, me, well, I let don't me disagree with you, but all right. Let uh, me, uh, let me go on to say, like, yes, I would recommend the film, and I do th- agree with Matt about the things he said, and we're gonna start going to spoilers now. But yeah, how uh, you said like not, you think the theme of the movie is that not all art is commercial? I think it's more not really about that, but it's more like staying true to yourself as an artist. And not letting stuff. the commercialized. What was that, Matt? There's lots of stuff about lots of stuff. Yeah, but I, like I think <laughs> the, the point is not like not like not all art is commercial, but it's more like stay true to your art instead of trying to become commercial. Yeah, That's... like just like this podcast, you know, we could go and make it all professional and good, but man, why? <laughs> oh, I mean, here we are doing our thing, and it's it's just right for us. And, Kevin and our five, six listeners. Kevin, I see what? what you're saying, and I raise you. I'm gonna go pee right now. God damn it! I thought we were just getting going. This podcast brought to you by New LeBron James Mix Flavor Sprites. Okay, so should I pause dude, this? I guess so. That All dude right. needs to keep a bottle. Now I'm recording. But you were still recording before I went to the bathroom. Yes. All right, sorry for that abrupt thing, guys, but uh, uh, I had to go pee, and Kevin was making a super boring point about this podcast not being commercial, so I had to make a better point by going and peeing. I don't get it. I know Ah, you don't. I get it now. Ah, now I get it. You're like John Burroughs, the old American naturalist. (laughs) I thought it was like that guy in that movie that we're talking no, about. You, no, you've got a big beard. Oh, yeah. That's all I was saying. I hope it doesn't scratch on the microphone. It does, constantly. No, it doesn't. I, yeah, we determined that was Dylan petting cats. I apologize, too, for my breathing. If I'm breathing funky tonight, I'm, I don't know. Got some asthma stuff going on. Uh, just in case nobody, uh, just in case people don't realize this, we're recording in Florida where you can see big ass clouds of pollen just blowing in your face. Like the sandstorms in Interstellar. You can literally see that. (laughs) It's pretty stupid. Why do we live here? Because no state income tax. And we're all millionaires, so that's a, a big draw for us. Yep, and our governor is super on the side of millionaires. Oh, yeah, he loves us. Yep. All right, that's cool, guys. Yeah, glad we could get political. Cut all that out, except for the good point I made. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what's the good point? You decide, whoever edits this. <laughs> Possibly me. Wait, no, don't, he can't edit this. He'll cut out all the things that make him sound uh, dumb. Yep. That's true. <laughs> Checks and balances, guys. Somebody <laughs> else edited the stuff. Is that what that means? It's not, I didn't think that's what that meant. Now the what? government makes a lot more sense. <laughs> all right, so where were we? We were talking about the film. We were going to get down in the meat of this thing. We were making points about, like, one 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 more political thing, not to interrupt you, but let me just interrupt you. Um, I feel like our government would be more efficient if each member of Congress 
had to take a turn editing the tapes of Congress from the day before. Oh, shit, dude. You just revolutionized government. Yep. With one idea. I did it. You are Logan? You're pretty cool. Uh, Logan, you can get back to whatever you were saying about talking about a movie or whatever. <laughs> now that Matt's fixed the government, he'll allow us to proceed. Yeah, that sounds delicious. <laughs> okay, so this movie. Yeah, this movie. This movie. <laughs> I have to say, I really appreciated the opening. It made me think... Uh, Fondly, I recall fondly. Um, Trying to write it, songs? That and um, more specifically, uh, Chopping Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> At first I was like, yeah, you know, that's what it's like to try and write a song when you don't have any inspiration. And then I'm like, wait, this is just Chopping Broccoli. <laughs> Endless. Endless rolling waves. <laughs> Little boxes. Oh, wait. No, that's her. an actual song. Yeah, John Burroughs in this movie, like, he can't... He just has a hard time writing. Like, he's not really that talented at it. As somebody says, like, much later towards the end of the film, they said that when he looks inside himself, he sees nothing, and that's why he needs to sort of attach himself to Frank. Yeah, like yeah but that Barnum. sounds like something that Maggie Gyllenhaal's character says, and she hates his guts. It no. wasn't her, no. though. Was it? Who was it? Yeah. It was the drummer. Yep. The drummer. The Wait, what uh, language did they speak? English. French? French? Okay. I she spoke English. Did, didn't she? Oh, yeah, she spoke English to him, but weren't, uh, didn't she speak with the uh, uh, guitarist? Yeah, in talk, French, like yeah, most of the time? That guy can speak French. So I yeah. think she might have spoken to him in French. Yeah, he's... She, she can speak English. I'm pretty sure she is. I think French was supposed to be his first language in the movie. Yeah. Because he did speak a little English, but... Uh, maybe, I just have a, maybe I just have a soft spot for incompetent artists. Wait, was it French? Yeah, I think it was French. Yeah. I felt like it was, but... I'm starting to second guess myself now. That would have been my first guess. So let's go with French. All aboard. If only Dylan's stupid ass was here, he could tell us because he speaks fluent French. He does not. He does. He does. I've, sp- I've spoken to him in French many times, and he told me what I said was gibberish. <laughs> well, I could have told you that. But did you? I probably nope. did. And Never. you just didn't understand me. I mean, you tell me that when I'm speaking English, but... Well, it's true as well. You just got so buzzy, dude. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> You're I a buzzy can't. little bee. I can't hear it over my fan. And your asthma? Yeah. No, but yeah, I thought that... I thought the opening was pretty good, and uh, and the way he meets the band is insane. But again, very funny. There's a band playing. There's a band <laughs> playing in my town. It's called the Sorum. Yes, yeah, so the band didn't yeah, have so a name. The, right? the band's name is of letters. It, 
the band had a name. It's just kind of unpronounceable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The but, or something. Uh, I did like uh, John, like he goes home and he's like, I've got an idea for a song. And he's like, he lives with his parents and he gets past them like, no, I, I, I can't stop to talk now I, before I forget. And he starts recording it and then he like speeds it up a little bit and he's like, fuck, that's a madness song. And it absolutely was. <laughs> There's a band called Madness. Well, I shouldn't be surprised by that, but yeah, you know Madness, the no. our house. Oh, in the middle <laughs> of in the middle of our street. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was totally a Madness song. Um, it must be love. I think is is the song, like the one in, uh, in the video where he plays guitar under underwater. No. Huh. I haven't seen that video. It's cool. It does sound cool. Uh, it's not super cool, but <laughs> sounds super cool. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you uh, look that up later, you'll go. Yep, that was absolutely that song. <laughs> like immediately. Immediately. But yeah. So yeah, like the John has a really hard time like making songs, but Frank man. Frank turns that shit out like it's nothing. Yeah, I actually, like, I legitimately liked some of the songs, like, a lot. <laughs> I legitimately liked all the songs a lot. Like, yeah, I love the soundtrack on this. Like, this is kind of my own, like, I like more experimental stuff. Oh, yeah. And the guy who did the soundtrack is like, yeah, it's like, I've definitely, he was saying that he had, the guy who wrote the soundtrack, wrote all the music, said he had definitely seen weirder stuff when he was, doing music in Germany and such. Oh, yeah. Th- like, this soundtrack is not, like, as weird as it gets. Yeah. Like, like nearly not, at all. I wouldn't but... call it unfriendly. No, it's... it's kind of poppy, but it's also it's, kind of avant-garde. Yeah, so. it's just... It's a little out there, I would say. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of experimental, but it's it still stays in the realm of kind of popular music. Yeah, I think they kind of rein it in a little bit. Like they oh. the the way that they show them coming up with the songs is like crazy, but it's like the the actual music that they do is not like incomprehensible. Like yeah. it's not. Yeah, I've definitely uh, I listen to weirder stuff than that. Like Logan, did you buy this soundtrack? No, I kind of want to. I listened to some of it on uh, Spotify, like especially that ending, like song the ending credits. Yeah, holy shit, we'll song. talk about that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's one of the big things about this film is that soundtrack, and just how effortlessly it shows like Frank making songs and stuff, and he's just kind of enamored with uh, John. Like, what he really likes him, and for some reason, and. I don't know. Because yeah, he, so, he looks so grateful. It's because he brings something uh, cherishable to the group. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, after John sees the uh, the keyboardist trying to drown himself <laughs> after like hearing a little bit of them on the radio. And uh, the keyboardist is like yelling at um, uh, Clara. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal's whole character. He's like yelling at her on the radio. And then he sees that guy trying to drown himself. And he's like, oh, uh, you know, I play keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) 
And they just <laughs> invite him to like, yeah, just show up. The showtime's at nine. Just show up there. <laughs> like you can play, you can play these these chords. You're in. And then he fucking shows up, knows nothing about the band, and Frank comes out in his fucking big head. And, and a, just, uh, I believe he's wearing a wetsuit. Yes. <laughs> and he's like doing swimming motions. And yeah, I, don't I thought know, that was pretty great. Like I don't know the guy who was trying to drown himself. He was wearing a wetsuit, wasn't he? Uh, good question. I don't I think like, so. I don't know. Maybe I imagine that. I don't think he was. I wondered if that was a reference to that, <laughs> or if that guy was, <laughs> was planning on, on wearing <laughs> a wetsuit. <laughs> so yeah, so the guy tried to kill himself. I totally could have. <laughs> that would make total sense to me. When they play that Ginger Crouton song, and Lord in Greece. <laughs> yeah, and I love um, uh, Fastbender like. Sometimes in the songs, uh, he he sounds to me like he sounds like um, Hunter S. Thompson, <laughs> and and like like more like the real Hunter S. Thompson, not like Johnny Depp Hunter S. Thompson, which is just how Johnny Depp, I guess, as a as a tribute to Hunter S. Thompson, has decided to talk like him for the rest of his life. <laughs> how he talks now but yeah i i thought he sounded like that sometimes in the songs and uh i feel like the head kind of makes it not as noticeable that he doesn't do a uh, an excellent american accent <laughs> like uh, like i i never felt like he was doing a bad american accent in this movie until i really thought about it yeah i, I just <laughs> never thought about it like i i just like i just go okay that's how frank talks it's, yeah, it's, when it's your like main you, character you, wears a big paper mache head, you you kind of let everything else <laughs> float yeah. away. You get used to his voice sounding like this, and then when you like see him later without the head, it's like you're already used to his voice, and you just think nothing of it. But uh, Jail pointed something out to me that I wouldn't have thought of, but she said that he sounded like uh, Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you can see that. Especially when he says, John? <laughs> yep, I can really tell. Well, we really, we really have the two opposites here in Frank and John. And, uh, I mean, they couldn't be more different other than the fact that they both love music. And, uh, and the fact that they, they seem to really admire each other. I think Frank kind of admires everyone for any reason that he can come up with. Yeah, and then like John he, is John is kind of in awe of the way that Frank just is so effortless in like, in going about his creation. Oh yeah, like um, uh, after uh, John gets invited. Oh, that was, that was the thing I was going to say is that Scoop McNary called and was like, "Hey, uh, 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 Frank said he wants you to come back and play because uh, uh, he said there was something ch- you brought something cherishable to the group." But I thought he said something perishable. <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's like, anybody can do that. <laughs> I'm going to go on the record and say this was a great Scoot McNary performance. Yes. It, it was, definitely. Scoot it McNary is really great. I did not realize it was Scoot McNary until <laughs> I looked at the IMDb page. I'm like, it's like I knew that guy looked familiar. <laughs> and, and you like him except when he talks, right? No, I I just like him in this. 
you said that. I was going to say, even when he talks, he was pretty good in this. Um, I I was going to bring up, though, uh, before we uh, move on, that first performance. Like, the performance kind of falls apart. There's, like, an electrical problem. Oh, yeah, her theremin or whatever it's called explodes. Yeah. It just, like, uh, starts zapping out. She said, like, the backups were shit, and I wasn't sure if she was talking about John backing them up. (laughs) She's, like, screaming, like, as the electricity's coming out, and I thought she got electrocuted. But the second time I watched it, I was like, I think she might have just been screaming, like, as part of her thing she was doing. I think she was. Yeah, I think so, too. And because, like, uh, that's that's why it falls apart, not because she got zapped, but because the one guy stops playing. Yeah. Like, the guitarist <laughs> quits playing when he sees that, and she's like, what the fuck? You just quit playing? And she starts throwing shit over. Yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit. Because she was, like, screaming and, like, something exploded. So he's just kind of, like, he, he stopped like, playing. He's, worried. Almost. Yeah. And she yells at him and, like, starts throwing shit at him for stopping playing. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal in this plays a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Pretty much. She's an artist, man. She's fucking A really crazy, crazy artist. <laughs> yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal as Clara. Like, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this, uh, this, this maybe speaks to my taste in women and possibly my <laughs> self-destructive <laughs> impulses. But I was super attracted to Clara. <laughs> I, she felt to me like someone I would never want to bump into, like at a party or a grocery store or oh anywhere. God. I loved her. I wanted to bump into her somewhere else. If she, like, if Maggie Gyllenhaal showed up at my house tomorrow and was like, hey, Matt, I'm Clara and I love you. Let's run away together. I would say... Bullshit, you're not Clara because of how <laughs> nice you're being to me. Get out of here. But if she showed up and me, yeah, I'd be into it. <laughs> she just showed up and stabs you. You're, you're like, okay. <laughs> In the leg. <laughs> Chantella! <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was yeah. great. Yeah, so there's a point in the film where uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal... Just outright, she just pulls a switchblade and fucking stabs. Hey, hey, she warned him. (laughs) Yeah. She she told him earlier, she said, if you fuck things up for us in America, I'm going to stab you. And then he fucks shit up for them in America. She stabbed him. Yeah. And he yells chinchilla because that was their (laughs) safe word. Oh, shit. Where was it that they went to record again? They went into some cabin. Do you guys remember what country it was in? Uh, I don't. I want to say it's somewhere in the UK. Uh, it was somewhere in Europe. It, I don't think it was in the UK, though. Okay. Of okay. Was, I thought it was some people on vacation. Ah, oh, shit. All right. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Yeah, you find out that he has <laughs> this Scoot McNary, who's their manager, right? Has not paid for their this cabin that they've been staying in. <laughs> no, he, he, yeah, they paid for some of it, but it's, yeah, they yeah. paid for but all. They of ran it. out of money, and he yeah. didn't tell anybody because he didn't want them to be like mad at him or something. They were there for over a year, right? Uh, 
like uh, eventually. I don't know if it was Hashtag that long, but they were there gave for them a while. my fucking nest egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's posting film, all that shit about them online. Yeah. Throughout the film, uh, you see little tweets pop up, like around John. Like he's tweeting a lot of stuff. Right. Later he's on, like, you find... he's like the band's first online presence because he's just kind of, kind of tweeting. He's already like he's a wannabe musician and he's tweeting like just updates like anybody gives a shit. Like right, taking a break like from songwriting. Followers. Yeah. Like gonna get lunch. Hashtag nom nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like he just continues that while he's like with this actual crazy band of musicians and just starts sharing all of this stuff about the experience online. Yeah, and he yeah. also like starts taking recordings of them. Right. Like he records like some of the stuff that's going on with the band and posts it on YouTube and such. Yeah. So Which to me one of the more interesting um Alright, this says they record they were recording in Ireland. Sorry, go ahead, Kevin. That sounds right. I was just, just gonna say that I I thought it was kind of interesting, strange. I'm not sure what exactly to make of it, how when Frank finds out that there are people watching and listening, he's like super into it. Right. He reads off the number yeah. of views and, very awkwardly. Yeah. And with, with no, uh, uh, frame of reference, he thinks it's huge. Cause it's like 10,000 hits or something like that. Right. Cause it's a number he has to say each digit of instead of <laughs> saying the full number. Um, and, he is is really like stoked about it, and everybody else is like, or is just pissed off because John did all this, and I didn't know really what to make of that. I mean, is that is Frank always been like wanting to be a big rock star? Oh, absolutely! Like Definitely. because because uh, uh, when he gets them like the gig at South by Southwest, and he starts talking about like you know maybe we could make our music a little more likable. Uh, Frank gets so excited and he's like, I've always dreamed of having a bandmate who would share my vision of making extremely likable music. Yes, that oh. is something he said. And his likable song was just the greatest. Oh my God. So weird and lovable yeah. and out of touch and nuts. Yeah. And John learns... Okay, well, these people are maybe handling him a little bit more than I expected. Well, another great reveal is the fact when John first joined, Scoot McNary tells him, like, oh, he's the sanest cat I've ever met. And then you find out later that they met in an insane asylum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love, I think when he he says something about that, uh, John tells him, like, well, you seem pretty sane to me. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like this crazy laugh. <laughs> well, he tells him, uh, well, he tells him the line is like that he used to fuck mannequins. Yes. And he's, he assures him it's a condition. <laughs> yes. But. A huge chunk of the movie is them in their like cabin in Ireland, like preparing for this album. And it has it, to be perfect. 
and uh, it's it's them Frank. preparing. Most of it is not them recording. It's them preparing. He says that Frank like invents a new musical notation system, and that they like invent their own instruments and like all of this shit. And, and it shows them like record like foley stuff. Yeah, and uh, that was before they even could start practicing in the studio. Right. And uh um <laughs> when uh when Scoop McNary like when he had run out of money and just instead of leaving the cabin they just stayed there and he didn't tell anybody <laughs> and then the vacationers show up from where were they from? They were like German or something, I want to say. I believe so cuz Fassbender's the one that talked to him. He was born in Germany. Right. Uh anyway. <laughs> but That was uh, a great part too. I love that. <laughs> oh my god. They're so upset and then he goes out with the the lady of the family and like just goes and talks to her and you don't see what they're saying but everybody's watching out the window and he talks to her and she's like crying and then he says something to her and then they like kind of spin around <laughs> <laughs> within seconds they're like dancing. <laughs> and, the, and then the family leaves and she's like Thank you for this new truth of my soul. I always, I always find stuff like that very cheap but very hilarious. That's it's that's... like they couldn't possibly come up with anything for him to say that is so transformative. But <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that's the beauty of Frank, though. I feel yeah. like if if John was only in this. A movie for like one scene he may have very well left saying thank you for this truth of my soul <laughs> that's funny that's I like that <laughs> yeah yeah they uh the the thing that you guys were saying about uh you know john's like inability to come up with stuff and his complete uninspired bullshit that he just wanted to be a musician but was not inspired to actually put anything out of himself uh and frank does it so effortlessly that was that one scene was like the perfect just showed that uh in that cabin where he says something to frank about that like oh you make it look so easy you know making a song is so effortless and he's like yeah you can make a song about anything <laughs> and then he just like looks down at his socks and he's like, "Yeah, I can make a song about your socks. They're so original." Or this tuft in the carpet and this in the carpet. Oh, and then yeah, he, and he just starts <laughs> Yeah. And he sings this beautiful song about this little tuft of thread sticking up out of the carpet. This is heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite parts was uh John tries to show Don a song. Oh yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, you're trying to be Frank. Like, you you want to try to be Frank? It's like, it's like, let me show you a, like, I can't. Don't worry, I can't write songs either. And then he sits <laughs> down. Was, the oh, hold, hold on, hold on. Before, like the uh, when he first comes in, I think what he says was he's like, yeah, I know what it's like. I try to write songs and they come out shit too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which John thought what he was doing was good <laughs> until Scoot McNary comes in and says that. Yeah. Wait, was his name Don? Yeah, his name was Don. Why am I just putting it together that that's so similar <laughs> to John? I don't know. All right, go ahead. But then he just writes, sits down and he writes this, like, 
he plays this beautiful... It's like, here, let me show you. And he just plays this beautiful song about, like... It just kind of, like, goes over... It's called, like, Be Still. Yeah. <laughs> because he has to have sex with women. They have to be still. <laughs> Didn't he say he wrote it about a girlfriend? Yeah, an ex-girlfriend. And it was... It's a, it's it was a beautiful actually, song, yeah. It is a very pretty song until it gets to the part about, like, just be still, and then you remember, like, oh, yeah, how we talked about fucking... Like, because he has to fuck mannequins. Yeah, but it's, it's a very, it's a very beautiful song. Yeah, it's still a really good song. It's like, aspect. it's like, it's very like moving. It's like a slow piano. He's playing the piano. It's like very slow, very emotional. Like, and he's like, see, shit too. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like, holy fuck, man, it was great. Yeah, and then John tells him like, no, both our songs are good. And then he goes. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it somewhere around here where they reveal that uh, Don used to be the keyboard player? Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was a little bit afterwards. It was after, yes, because Don, in the middle of one night, is running down to the river to kill himself. <laughs> I don't want to be me anymore. Yeah. And Clara has to, like, they're trying to stop him. Clara, like, throws something and knocks him out. No, oh, Frank does that. Doesn't he? I thought that was like Clara. a shovel. Oh, yeah, it was, it was Clara, and then yeah, yeah, and knocks him out, and she just walks back inside, <laughs> and they yeah, bring so it. So you learn that the past two <laughs> uh, keyboard players uh, tried to kill themselves. I believe you learned that though after um, John walks out one morning and sees Frank hanging from a tree. Uh, that's a major spoiler. Is that this so is you, you don't find out until afterwards? No. I don't you think you do, because because okay. I just watched it earlier. I think it was after that. Um, like they play the uh, "Secure the Galactic Perimeter" song, <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards it's like they're kind of all like coming down from that, like a little rap, yeah. like they're all drinking, and you see. Don is just like drinking. He's like in the middle of them, just drinking from that bottle and just drinking and drinking and drinking. And he does not look well, but he's just drinking from the fucking bottle of beer. And then, and then you see uh, uh, John walks out for a smoke one morning. Frank is hanging from the tree, and then they all rush and they're bringing him in. And then you see Frank looking at them. It's like, what's going on? Yeah, and then they take the head off, and it's Don has has killed himself. R.I.P. Scoot. Which actually, uh, before that, you saw that there were two two paper mache Frank heads. Yeah, because John walked in. Frank <laughs> was in the shower, like, and at first he thought he was gonna see Frank because he saw like the paper mache head like in a suitcase or something, and then he like creeps into the shower. And then Frank is in there, in the head, in a plastic bag, showering. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but if you look closely at Michael Fassbender in the shower, uh, he is wearing, there's like a little Frank head on his penis. Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. It would have to be to a... Say. It would have to be a big Frank head from what I hear. Well, you have to watch Shame. Apparently he's uh, 
Yeah. Is that what that's in? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I wasn't actually sure if the, if he was actually nude in something or if that was just like a rumor, but I just kept hearing people mention his large his large genitals. I'm pretty sure he's naked in the movie Shame, but I don't I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, so yeah, Don kills himself, and they fucking like cremate him. On they put his body on a raft and set it on fire, which I'm pretty sure that's probably not legal in Ireland, right? Like I oh. know it's not legal here. It might be legal in Ireland. I'm guessing it's not legal in Ireland, but it's like a Viking funeral. It's pretty cool. It it I agree. It's completely cool. I'm just not sure of its legality. <laughs> oh, and here here's the thing too. Like they set it out and then like the next morning they like pull the little raft in and you know collect the ashes um oh, interesting uh, uh tidbit here uh you cannot like in in an in an open air burning human remains will not uh be reduced like the temperature is not hot enough to reduce human remains to that fine of a consistency so that probably means that his charred corpse fell into the water at some point, and somebody will find a half-burned Scoot McNary corpse down the river somewhere. At some nice. Point. Yeah, because all that was left there was straight up powder. Yeah, it was. It was very fun. They were thinking, it. like, wow, that seems not right. They confused seems it. Inaccurate. They confused it later with the uh, with Frank's uh, powdered <laughs> uh, grow nuts. Yes, which is all Frank drink- eats, I think. Yeah, because he can't take the mask off, so he's got to like slurp his food through a straw. Yeah. So did he drink Frank or drink Don? I think it's I don't implied. Wondered that. Because he they taste the the grow nut, and then he's like, oh no. Yeah, yeah, Clara is the one that does that. Oh, he, he, takes that he says, "Oh no!" Like he, like he maybe, <laughs> like maybe he had a nice tall glass of Dawn. That uh, yeah, that, uh, that seems artistic. Well, it seems like something they would have done, like if they had thought about it. Well, yeah, I think it's it, it's after he dies, and either when they do the funeral or when they're getting his ashes that they mention him being the keyboard player, and he's like, "Don was the keyboard player." And they're like, yeah, it was him. And then whatever the guy who tried to drown himself, like something. Uh, and and now you. <laughs> <laughs> so how does how do they get um, the invite to South by Southwest? Uh, he just got a message online that I think it was somebody. I don't know if it was somebody he corresponded with or just somebody who had been following him. Actually, I think it was somebody who had been following him because there was were it the one girls... of those. Right. Okay. Yeah, it was the girls they do a song to at South by Southwest later that they said, we found you. Because he was like, a lot of people will know about us, right? And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we found you be, guys. There might be one or two people that are familiar with your music. Yeah, because at that point, they're eating with the band, and uh, Frank is like, but there was 23,000 people viewing, and they were like, 
Oh yeah, that's, that's nothing. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, when you get half a million, you're you're onto something. And Frank crawls underneath the table, yeah. and he's like, "You fucked it up." <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's something about his voice that's truly amusing. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, but he's that's... a really good actor. Like, even if you can't see his face, he's still a really good actor. Oh yeah, he's so good. I felt I felt like I recognized his body most of the time, though. Yeah, like you I can. <laughs> I feel like he looked like um, Magneto, <laughs> <laughs> young Magneto. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then when they're uh, there, Frank wants to do his most likable song, which. <laughs> Coca-Cola, lipstick ring, go dance all night, dance all night. (laughs) I got dancing legs. I got dancing legs. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, Aphrodite. That was uh, an amazing song. It was pretty good. Well, I like like how even when John feels like he's coming into his own and he's like, making things that he thinks that they'll like as soon as he presents it they're like oh what if he did this and they like immediately take it away from him and make yeah. it awesome they turn it into something <laughs> so different <laughs> it's like it has nothing to do with yeah. <laughs> it's like a writing prompt that you just go off on <laughs> right yeah, but it's also really good yeah he seemed really like disturbed by that though yeah. Oh, yeah. That was another thing. Uh, back in the cabin, uh, when he's like, "Oh, I write songs," and <laughs> Frank is like, "Share your music with us, John." <laughs> and he like starts. He's like kind of stalling, and then he starts. He's like, "Oh no, no, I've I've got this this one that's really good," and he starts playing it, and it does sound good, but then he's like. Fuck, that's yours. <laughs> and it was like the first song that he ever played with them. <laughs> the Ginger Crouton song. Lady in the red coat, where you going with that bag? Lady in the blue coat, do you know? <laughs> Lady in the red coat! <laughs> so, yes. Stupid. So, the, the band fucking like leaves because they're like, no, we're not going to make bullshit. And, like, Frank decides to go with John. And so they perform. <laughs> and increasing, becoming increasingly less tethered to reality. Hey, like Frank just, yeah. by and the moment, I, less stable. I feel like they were probably a big thing at South by Southwest. Like, the crowd seemed super hyped. I feel like that's probably because everybody had been reading online about how... This was a band with a crazy guy and a paper mache head, and the rest of the band left because one of them stabbed one of them, and they're going to perform this insane concert, and people were probably super hyped about that. And then, well, uh, I think the last time they show his Twitter feed, he has like twenty thousand followers or something. And he he tweeted like the night before that. Um, that Clara was arrested after stabbing him. Right. <laughs> as as she promised. Yeah. She did promise that. She's the lady of her word. Also crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about the part where she sees his dick and they like have sex. 
Yeah, that's that was, oh. pretty much the entire part of that. Like, that's just, that's all of it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, <laughs> like, in a, they're like in a vicious yeah. fight, and he stands up from a hot tub, and she's like, <laughs> they could have put a sound effect there, and it would have been just as funny. Yeah, I like that, though. Um, ah, shit. I was trying to remember what he said. Was it about how are we going to tell them? How are we going to tell the band? That we're like, she's like, this is going to be weird. She's like, what? It's going to be weird. <laughs> she's like, I find you disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and we also haven't mentioned that he went from like being very clean cut to this year staying there. It's like he hasn't shaved at all. And he's got like a super huge red beard. But yeah, so so they effed in a hot tub. And, uh, oh, I just looked down at something that I put in my notes that I thought was important for some reason. <laughs> Which was... I think I just thought this was funny that uh, when they started showing up at South by Southwest, part of like Frank was so super excited about all of this, that people were going to like them. And he's like, like, you think people might actually like us? (laughs) And uh, when people were like questioning them, they're like, hey, what do you think? Like, they just wanted like a soundbite maybe of, hey, how are you looking forward to the thing? And he starts going off on this thing and he's like he says i wrote it down we were in the forest like secret squirrels (laughs) but now we're all right i didn't write it down very well (laughs) but he said uh now we're here or something i don't know fair enough (laughs) we were in the forest like secret secret squirrels secret squirrel was a cartoon character right Spy oh, yeah. is a squirrel. Oh yeah, I love that show. I used to get up early to watch that. And uh, um, um, two stupid dogs. Two stupid dogs. Two stupid dogs. <laughs> I remember that. that. Show. Yeah. Love that show. <laughs> I only remember the one episode, and I'm sure you know which one it is. Wait, let me guess. Was it the drive-through? Nope. All right, which one was it? There's the one where they're looking for the bone, and it's on the other one's head. Oh, it's yeah. It's like on one of their heads the whole time. <laughs> okay. I was thinking it was the drive-thru where they, uh, one sneaks the other one in in the trunk, and then the other one, like, they go, now we can go back out and you can sneak me in for free. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll both be in for free. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> that was a weird detour to take all of a sudden. <laughs> but yeah, Frank collapses on stage because the music sucks because John's playing it and everybody's like boos them. Well, and just Frank like him just, and John, yeah. And Frank just fucking collapses and he's like, the music's shit. <laughs> then uh, John and Frank in the, ho- in the fucking motel room like rundown motel room and they're watching something on the news about like a South by Southwest thing. And Frank's like, Hey, we're supposed to be playing South by Southwest, right? <laughs> and then Frank runs out in the street because he, tr- uh, John tries to make him take the head off. Frank gets hit by a car. Yep. That is all things that happen in the film. Oh yeah. That reminded me of something. <laughs> Frank, whenever they would go through, uh, like customs, 
Frank would have to go off by by himself with the people and say like uh, like I have a certificate, you know, a medical thing like you know that I I don't have to remove the head. Uh and then when John tries to take the head off of him, tries to make him take the head off, he's like I have a certificate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I think John's like I know you have a certificate or something like that. And I think Wait. he asked the, the guy like uh the guy guy who hit him, he think he asked the guy who hit Frank with the car, I think he asked him if he saw his face. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> yep. <And> the <laughs> he was guy's so like, interested. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And then of course, like the craziest thing of all is he gets hit by a car after <laughs> after Frank does. <laughs> and then he's that, in that the hospital. Me. Yeah. And he calls me. He calls to report a missing person, and they're like, all right, what's this guy's name? Frank. Frank what? I don't know. How old is he? 30 to 50? And the guy's like, well, what's this guy look like? And then he just hangs up. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, the the certificate thing, that uh, reminds me, uh, I have a question. Is that a real thing? Is that a real thing? Certificates? <laughs> that you can leave a head on? You don't have to take it off to cross borders? I leave my head on all the time. Because if so, I have a brilliant idea for terrorism. <laughs> I was going to say, how many guns do you think he could fit inside that mask? He might still have to go through an x-ray or something. Isn't it even wired? It has, like, a air conditioner and... Or a fan, he, at least. He How he did, did at least at one point, like he ran the 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 mic cord and like hooked it up into his mask. So yeah, that yeah, that wouldn't be allowed. Where do you get that it was ten air conditioner in it? Well, there was a fan in the back. I, think, I know that. I for think sure. he's imagining. Wait, really? No, yeah. I don't think that was a speaker. Wait, where did you get that from? That was just from like a hole it? for his for like so he could hear. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That those were just like breathing slash uh, aud- aud- audible holes. Well, it looked like a fan to me. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, there's the whole thing. Nobody can find Frank, and uh, eventually, uh, somebody tweets Frank. Oh wait! But uh, before that, actually, uh, he starts not, like, yeah, like a Twitter yeah, campaign. Cut. Find Frank. Yeah, nobody tweets Frank, but <laughs> John uh, John finds the band, and that was awesome. That like that was perfect. <laughs> Where the band is performing as a bar band. Yeah, and she's singing like "I Want to Marry a Lighthouse Keeper," <laughs> and just and- like. Uh, like the most boring way possible. <laughs> it goes kind of perfect for yeah, where he, they yeah. end up after Frank. Uh, the best part of that was he. Uh, she asks uh, John how he found them. <laughs> he shows them their uh, ad in the paper looking for a keyboard player or a singer. Nope. No, 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 no. It was an ad for the bar, and it says our house band every night. I wrote it down. Nope, I wrote it down. And it was just like another weird collection of letters. It 
it had their their specials, and then it said, "Enjoy our house band every night." Oexchjon. O e c c s c c l h j h n. You wrote it down. I wrote awesome. it down. Well, eventually somebody tr- uh, tweets him because they found Frank. Like somebody just tweets him coordinates on a map. I have a question. Guys, I have a question. Dylan's got questions, but it's Matt this time. Uh, who tweeted him? Who do you think tweeted him? I know a fan, because there was... It seemed like he had, they had some kind of following, honestly. Like back home? Like people that knew him? I don't know. I don't know. There wasn't any information. But fucking John shows up at the house and is like, Frank... I'm so sorry. Like, he's the guy standing on the lawn. It's like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have tried to make you take your head off. And the guy's like, I'm a tree surgeon. I'm just here to look at this tree. And then he turns, and there's, like, uh, Frank and Frank's mom are standing, like, 10 feet away from him. How the fuck didn't he see them? And how did he not know that was Frank? Is it because he, when he looks inside, he sees nothing, and he's empty and stupid? Probably all the above. Yeah, I think so, too. So, anyway, I thought it was great when they brought him in and you just kind of see Frank without the mask for the first time and you understand how he is, like, like a very troubled, like a, a mentally disturbed person. <laughs> and just you kind of... If it weren't for the head you would see that all of the time, but somehow adding this head makes you think he's like this magical fucking being that has all of these answers that you're looking for when you have no creativity of your own. Well, I think uh, part of that, like, he looks so weird because, like... Oh, like, from wearing the the, the head... Like, yeah. all the straps where he's, like, missing hair and stuff. I just mean, like, he acts very bizarre. Like, uh, aside from that. Well, I think it's because he's more... He acts very bizarre because he doesn't have his head. So he's a little bit more... Right. Well, I Look think it's the expectation thing. If somebody's wearing something like that, you're kind of... <laughs> uh, you're not going to be surprised when he does something weird. Uh, something's... There's something to this guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's eccentric with the head. Yeah, but oh, I think I, I, I think did. Re- he just like acted a, l- a lot more timid without the head. Whereas before, he's like he's very friendly, very engaging. But without the head, he, he's just like super timid. Oh yeah, and I, the thing is, like he, I thought it was uh, pretty good that he doesn't seem like a different person. Really, he just his behavior is a little different, and. Like, you can see how he seems like a completely different person to people. But he doesn't really seem like a different person. Like, you can kind of see how this guy is this guy with the head and this guy without the head. Yeah. But um, uh, there was one thing in particular that I wanted to mention. Uh, His parents, you know, they say, like, the the dad built the the head for him and everything. You know, he's like, it's my fault, you know. You shouldn't uh, enable a thing like this, you know, but uh, 
John says something about like the the like the the torment that he has been through that like kind of caused him to be able to make this great music or whatever yeah. something about like the trade off of that and Frank's mom is like oh no like he was always very musical like if anything the torment just slowed him down yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah I like that that it was yeah because that's kind of a thing that John is chasing the whole time that it's like this craziness and this is where the creativity comes from and I need to get involved and be more crazy it's like no he's a creative person and he also has problems and you're just a fucking black hole of a <laughs> shit well there was also there uh, from what I remember like there's a kind like the scenes like the the areas like are almost the same like this is almost like the, when he's going to Frank's house it's almost the same as when he's going home oh yeah he actually says it's like this, this is looks just, just like my house yeah this like just looks like where I this looks just like where I grew up or what yep. he yeah. makes that comment to them also I like uh, when he's talking to Frank's parents Frank is in the background at first just playing with a radio and he's like playing with static. It's like an old radio that he's just flipping, like moving the dial slightly around yeah. in static to make slightly different static noises. Yeah. He's got a, got creative. He's very creative. Like it's just, Oh, it's an interesting character. Oh yeah. So, guys, now that we're at the final scene of the movie, let me ask this question. What was your favorite scene of the movie? <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can not like that. that uh, I don't I don't see how you can like any scene more than the final scene. Like, oh, the final. Oh, yeah. That was that was it was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah, that was like the whole movie for me. That was so great. Like, everything else was just setting up that final scene, so it means as much to you as it should. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't want to spoil the final scene, just in case you haven't seen... Just in case someone listened to all this and we spoiled the ent- everything else, let's not spoil the final scene. All right, well, I'm going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to say <laughs> exactly. I'll just sort of say what happens. If you're listening to this, you haven't watched it yet, fuck you, turn this off, go watch the whole movie. And then enjoy the final scene. And then Google the final scene and watch it again on YouTube. Uh, it's up there. Um, yeah, is it it's, really? I want to watch it now. It is. Because I watched the movie twice. I watched the final scene like four times. Yeah. <laughs> I listened cool. to that song on repeat on Spotify. I've linked the song on my Facebook. Like, oh, I listened to the song multiple times. Like more times than that, too. Yeah. I I just had it on a loop. Like I love that song, and there's like two different edits of that song. I think t- as well. But it's it's just so great. Yeah. Like, let me just say that if yeah. I had to listen to their band without Frank, that I would kill myself within three songs. I feel like that was like their band in mourning. Like that they refused to try and. Like they try, kind of refuse to try and make good music <laughs> in a way. 
I mean, just singing like the oldest of old standards in a horribly. In like the worst, like most boring (laughs) drab way possible. (laughs) It seemed like that was the band like, okay, well, this is what we are now. This is what you want, everybody. That's awesome. I I love that. To marry a lighthouse keeper. And I think I think the second time you see him, it's uh, on top of Old Smokey. Yeah, I, that that was actually the first time that you saw them. Was that's it? When they were okay. Because the second time, that's what she's singing when Frank comes back and shows up. And I was wondering, like, she doesn't know what his face looks like, right? None of them do. No. There and there's like a moment you can kind of see when she realizes that this weirdo that just walked up to the stage that she realizes who that is. Like you can tell it's kind of great. And then she, he just starts like, "It's uh, really good to see you. It's good to be here." <laughs> and it's just so fucking powerful. Like it's so great that he just starts saying these fucking like disparate things, like just these different thoughts as he's looking around the room. And then the fucking guitarist like hands him a mic and he starts saying it into the mic and yeah. they start playing music around it and it becomes this fucking so powerful <laughs> song. <laughs> like did a second ago he was a crazy person muttering gibberish to himself. And now he's a wonderful artist. <laughs> and you just see all of them kind of fall in to back him up. And Maggie Gyllenhaal is the last to sort of embrace that and just go crazy again. And they make a wonderful song. And he says to them what he perhaps could not say in real life. So maybe it's more about like chemistry instead of commerciality it's about all of it man yeah I really think it's more about like trying to you know be true to yourself not compromising your your art just to please someone else and like uh, you know John is the commercial part yeah you know like he, because he's a fucking piece of shit with nothing inside, <laughs> and he just wants to be an artist. Just because I don't know why, I don't think he knows why. I'm glad yeah. he fucks the hell off at the end. Yeah. Have Have you guys mentioned at all that uh, Frank is based on an actual person? Yes, we started okay. talking about Based that. is a when strong word. Ball, no, like... Oh, yeah, that was before you joined. Yeah, that, that it was... This was... There was a jumping off point for this project. Okay. And that's, that's why I said that I was really glad that they didn't do a biopic of Frank Sidebottom and instead did... Something... Something, like- something addressing, sort of... <laughs> Yeah. Things concerning Frank Sidebottom and like outsider art and commercialism and non-commercialism. And <laughs> it was in a beautiful way. I loved it. Well, all right. I wanted to say something like throughout the movie, like this is doesn't really have any. It's kind of tertiary to the movie, but you know who my favorite band is. Who? You know who my favorite band is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Residents. Yeah. 
and how they perform with giant eyeball masks over their heads. Yes. Because they believe, like, that if you stop, like, at once if they reveal their identities, then they'll stop making music for them and start making it for everyone else. Uh-huh. So to kind of protect their artistic integrity, they wear the masks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of one of the ideas I heard. Um, and I think that kind of, uh, I don't know, that kind of resonates with this film a little bit, I think. Or does it resident with this film? <laughs> Something that's, for us a, that's to think why about. I'm, that's why my beard is as big as it is now. I'm growing my own mask. That's that's kind of what beards are, dude. Yeah. When you you reject society. <laughs> <laughs> you <stop> <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> I think we did a pretty good coverage of this movie. Yeah. I think we did too. I do wish Dylan had showed up, but you know, fuck that guy also. That's a fair... As well. That's fair. <laughs> Thank you. What have you guys been watching lately? I slept through a great deal of Interstellar tonight. <laughs> hey, did I wake you up? No, I was. Um, I actually watched most of the ending, and uh, don't tell I, me about honestly, it. I haven't I just, watched it yet. Don't I just tell me. forgot. I'm not. I don't just, stop uh, telling me. I didn't know that we had all agreed on tonight to record, so I hadn't really thought about it. And then I got your call. One of the things I watched was Dead Snow Two, Red versus Dead. That movie is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Directed by Tommy Workula, who's directed Red Dead Snow and Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. It's super gory. It's super ridiculous. Super funny. It's cool. you don't even need to watch the first one. Hey, uh, did I tell you that I watched uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters? Yes, you did. Okay, I think you said all. you liked it. Yeah, it was dumb as hell. <laughs> it is. It's but it's got really cool practical effects and it's really fun. You you know what you're getting into with that, like yeah. You shouldn't expect it to be like good. Well, there were some it, things there good. there were some things I liked about it. It's like, it's good. Like it's not. It's really fucking bizarre. It's one of those movies. There. Like I wish they had went further with the craziness. Yeah, I mean it's it's really enjoyable. Like it's not trying to be high up. Like what. Some people would call high art, but I really enjoy it. It's it's awesome. Like, and he does what he wants to do, and he achieves that goal. It's really funny. It's really over the top, and it, I think it's done well too. Like, I'm I'm I don't think it's done poorly at all. I think a lot right. of times that's the the deciding factor on whether a movie you know rises or falls to expectations. If you can feel as you're watching it, like the director is getting exactly what he wants to show you then that makes it that makes it uh that elevates it for me i watch i watch so much stuff that i i just see things if you did it slightly differently like just make a little tweak like stuff that i think is not good that i feel like you could make good with just if the execution was just a little different like you don't even it's not a total rewrite 
execution a little different because it sucks as it is. Are you talking about Hansel and Gretel witch hunters or are you talking about like just in general movies you don't like? No, I'm talking about Kevin's work. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about parody movies. I also watched oh, God. <laughs> another movie. Uh, I watched Wolf Cop. <laughs> I just heard somebody else mention that. And it I was, was me. Yeah, it was Matt earlier today who was talking about Wolf Cop. I said somebody needs to pick Wolf Cop. Oh, that's that's right. I, yeah, I actually watched Wolf Cop. I, I'll, I'll, I'll told my what I say about it in case <laughs> that's Matt's pick. It's not my pick, but that's why I wanted somebody else to pick it because I want to watch it, but I can't make myself watch it. And I also watched a movie in theaters called It Follows. Oh, oh that sounds creepy. I yeah. saw that. I mean, I didn't see that. So uh, ha- have you seen it? or? Nope, don't say anything about it. Yeah, I don't want to say anything about it, You though there's something that follows. That's, <laughs> That's a spoiler. God a damn spoiler it. alert, something follows someone. Is it the Lord? <laughs> don't tell me. But it's it's got a really cool soundtrack. It's super fucking creepy. It's a really good film, and if you're into horror, at least, I really enjoyed it. If you haven't, if I doubt this will get out before it leaves theaters, but check out It Follows. You'll enjoy it. Like, it'll probably be on video on demand or Netflix or something by the time you hear this. But check it out. It's a really cool film. I it really follows, enjoy, it. enjoy it. It follows that you should watch that movie. Have you seen any other good uh, scary movies lately? Uh, no. That's that's what I have watched recently. Those three movies. What have you watched recently, Kevin? You said Interstellar? Yeah, it was not great. Anything You're else? Asleep, it was idiot. about it was about an hour and a half too long. <laughs> so you were asleep. <laughs> Well, yeah, I could have slept through the good parts, I guess. Look, I loved the part that I saw, but then I fell asleep, so they should have cut all that sleepy part out. (laughs) Well, the movie works without it. There's a weird Um, thing with clowns jumping on my roof. I don't know what that was about. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I've seen so much since the last time we've recorded, I wouldn't know where to start. Okay. I, I know, that's a problem. Like, we haven't recorded in so long. I've watched a bunch of stuff since then, but I fucking don't. don't Top picks. You knew this was coming. Oh, uh, hey, something I just thought of for some no slash reason. Uh, Do uh, do you remember me talking about Broadchurch that I watched that? Uh, I think you mentioned that last time we recorded, didn't you? It was a while ago. I don't know how many times ago we recorded it was. But um, uh, I found out, like the week after that or something that there was actually already airing. There was, I forget what it's called. I should have looked this up, but there's an American adaptation. Yeah. It's like over. Oh yeah. I'm sure it's over by now. It was over like uh, months ago, I think. Yeah. That's what <laughs> why does it. Why does it sound familiar? Who's like, it? It was, it was already airing by the time that I mentioned it. Like David yeah. Tennant is the the main dude, and then they made an American adaptation that again I don't remember what it was called, but David Tennant was playing like the same character. main character in it, which just reminded me of the the pilot 
of the American IT crowd where they recasted everybody but Moss. <laughs> Richard <laughs> Iodi was just playing that same character with a bunch of Americans. Man, so I, I want to so see that. <laughs> it's, I, it's, you should watch it. You will get nothing out of it, <laughs> but you should watch it just because it's a bizarre experience to watch the, the same episode that you've already watched with Americans recast into almost all of the roles. I think it'd be interesting. It just feels like you've slipped into an alternate universe. <laughs> well, that sounds that sounds really cool, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, about the alternate universes. I was actually thinking, like, what has Richard A.O. done recently? I'm like, oh, yeah, the double last year. Did that. Yeah, we talked about that. That's yeah. a good movie. Uh, I I saw that at a red box earlier and I thought, you know, would that be in a red box right now if we hadn't done it for the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say yes, I don't want to say no, but you know, I I'll don't know. say yes it would be. Okay. That's that's your vote, Kevin. Uh no, we made Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> like you cobbled him together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like why do you, th- why do you think there's two of them? <laughs> I made the bad one, he sucked, and I made the good one. Uh, if I could correct uh, one thing about what you guys said, uh, it was actually uh, uh, Michael Sarah was the, the guy in that movie. Oh, okay. I'm how many people get things too confused, man. <laughs> I don't know why Mickey Mouse jumped in for a minute. Like, yeah, I usually can't stand Michael Cera. He's like, but I enjoyed him in Zombieland. I'm like, Michael Cera wasn't in Zombieland. He's like, are you sure? (laughs) That was legitimately a conversation I had a few years ago. Oh, hey, speaking of dating us, I just thought of something. Uh... Daredevil comes up on Netflix tomorrow. Yes, I did not possibly in forty-five minutes. Yeah, probably. Tomorrow's Friday. Shit. I'm thinking about staying up and watching one episode, and then going to bed feeling mad or happy. Who knows? I hope it's good. Yeah, I bet it will be. Like, I need to watch it. it. Looks looks really cool. I just hope it's not as shitty as Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield got pretty good second season, man. All right, maybe one day when I have all of the time in the world and nothing to do in any facet of my life, I will try and watch Agents of Shield again. <laughs> maybe you, when you win a contest to meet Clark Craig, <laughs> and to win it, you uh, like you win it by watching all of Agents of Shield. No, I was thinking you'd watch it to like suck up to it and be like, "Oh, I loved it in this episode when you were uh, that guy that you were in that movie." And then he would just scoff at me and be like, "You like that show?" And then watch. <laughs> I lost all respect for you, young man. And I'd be like, "I have so much more respect for Clark Gregg now." <laughs> you would be like that. All right, so do I pick this movie now? Or wait, did Matt say what he. I'm legitimately trying to think of one thing I watched and I'm having trouble. Um, I watched all of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, cool. How was that? I watched one episode and stopped. I like that show. I... It's so good. 
Uh, you didn't watch Thirty Rock, did you? Lokes? I did watch Thirty. I watched Thirty Rock off and on. I, I think I've seen all of Thirty Rock, but I never watched it regularly. It gets better. Like I was unsure about the first episode. Like I was still like, I think I'm on board, but I wasn't totally sure. Um, I I got definitely more into it, and I like it. I think it was a good show. That's good. Yeah, it is good. Fuck, why can't I think of one movie that I watched? Did you see anything at the theater? Um, I think me and you, we never talked about... There was a movie or two that we watched. Uh, did we ever talk about the fact that me and you watched a long time ago, Coherent Twice? Uh, I think the last time I was on, we had just seen it for the first time. I don't know. I don't think we ever... Um, a long time ago. Coherent twice, I mean inherent vice, or in, incoherent. Oh yes, incoherent you'll, twice. You'll, you'll know it as inherent vice. Me and Kevin know it as coherent twice because <laughs> it was so coherent, and we saw it twice. I'm thinking that the movie time, wasn't coherent at all because you were really sarcastic. And the second time we uh, were, we were really like um, in uh, the no. zone. I was really a smarmy and pretentious. <laughs> it was very good. And I totally got what it was going for. <laughs> it was excellent. I, yeah, I actually thought about having like a, 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 a special episode of it where we watched that. Like I thought about making that my last pick instead of whatever the fuck it was. But, and Dylan was all like, uh, if you were in a book club, would you pick a Thomas Pinchon novel? And I was like, yes, that's exactly the kind of <laughs> fucked up shit I'd do to my book club. <laughs> Dylan yeah. has no, he has no leverage on picking shit, by the way. <laughs> like, I will never let that fucking movie go. Which one? Endless Love. <laughs> the I one know. he didn't show up for? Yeah, that one. Uh, it's so funny that he picked that and then that we he didn't show up and we still talked about it and, and, and then and of... then and then Angela Merkel listened to it <laughs> oh Angela or An- Angela Angela thank you I don't right. think you were even here when we mentioned that Kevin I don't, but you, I, you get what I, I was saying. So. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Um, right. All right. I, I'm giving up. I can't think of a movie. So, Kevin, I'll, do you have... I'll have one next week. Do you have a movie you want to pick, Kevin? Do you have one um, of the... Don't announce it yet, because I haven't said the magic words, but do you have one in mind? Yes. All right. Hey, Kevin, pick that movie or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, my movie's called Whatever. Okay. I, are you sure? And so we'll change. We the all get to pick whatever. Too. Let's talk about that whatever, or whatever. Is that really your pick? Is that what it's called? No. Um, pick that damn movie or whatever, man. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the um, Louis C.K. movie from like 1989. What it's, the fuck uh, is it called? Right. Pootie Tang. It's called Tomorrow Night. Is it called Tomorrow Night? Is that really what it's called? Yes, that's really what it's called. How do we watch that? I don't know. You can download it from his website. Um, Fucking goddamn it, Kevin! What? <laughs> Accessible. Accessible is the key word. You can download it. <laughs> what? Is it really hard to go to his website or something? 
LouisCK.com? But it costs money, right? Yeah. I've already bought it. I will let <laughs> you guys download it. But for others, how much how much do it cost? Five bucks. That's too much. That's more than everything. Yeah, that's who are you talking about? Who's who's listening that's gonna be like, damn it, now I have to buy a movie to watch this podcast. Tomorrow and he, he specifically uh, asks on his website that you not steal it. Bye. Oh, wait, he, here it is. It's on YouTube. Uh, I googled Tomorrow Night YouTube. Tomorrow Night Lonnie Johnson Guitar, right? Nope. I'll just watch this video of Lonnie Johnson playing guitar, and then I'll review that next week. Uh, next week, tomorrow night. God damn it. Or Pootie Tang. You can watch either one. I'm just, I'm kind of right. flabbergasted why this is causing such a... Kevin, Kevin's going to pick something else. The, pick a different movie or whatever. Kevin, pick that different movie or whatever. All right, since technical difficulties prevented my uh, original pick, I'm going to go with Ravenous. Ooh. Awesome. That sounds like a Logan there. pick to me. Well, I don't think he's seen it. He has. He has a... He loves it. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, it's one of my favorite films. <laughs> okay, cool. Actually, it's, it's probably not a bad pick, because that's a movie that Logan has tried to get me to watch, and I've been like, nah, I won't. I'm not going to watch it. Well, you're in luck. It's really good. So Logan will be happy about that pick. Yeah, uh, Dylan might not be. He'll be like, did Logan pick a shitty horror film? <laughs> but, all right, next week's movie is... Ravenous, which also, I will have to rewatch. Also, that will be a uh, good pick since this episode will be going up for Halloween. <laughs> nice. Alright. Uh, good night, everybody, again. Good night, everybody, again. Later. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Movie Show with Movies. We've been your hosts, Movies. Good night and keep watching the movies. Horses are majestic creatures. Fuck you. Motherfucker. Oh, <laughs>